Welcome to Thinking Like a Lawyer with your hosts, Ellie Mistal and Joe Patrice, talking about legal news and pop culture, all while thinking like a lawyer, here on Legal Talk Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Thinking Like a Lawyer. I'm Joe Patrice from Above the Law. I'm joined by Catherine Rubino. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Great. Catherine, also of Above the Law and the host of the Jabot podcast. She is filling in because yet again, Ellie has decided to abandon us. But I'm actually just going to put this podcast to my resume these days because I, I feel think- like I do it as much, if not more than Ellie. So I feel like that I deserve that like entry on my CV. I think over the last couple of months, you have actually yeah. done it more often. So <laughs> I think that's so probably it's a fair. fair. It's, it's a totally fair thing. So uh, we'll, we'll take this again from the top. Welcome to Thinking Like a Lawyer <laughs> with your usual hosts. <laughs> Joe and Catherine. Hey, um, so how are you doing this fine day? I'm good. Um, I know this is kind of um, kind of cliche, mm-hmm. but um, I think that giving you know the coming climate cataclysm, um, I think we actually can talk about the weather without just being boring people. Okay. Because yesterday it was 90 degrees. Yeah, and, and it is not today. It is. It is absurd. First of all, how much it is absolutely. It's like in the 50, low 50s today. No, it's not. We're, but it, it, it but you're overreacting. Morning. It was this morning. At one, one at one point when the sun morning. wasn't up, it, it was, was cold. Morning. Yeah. No, but also I was watching the local news and some weather person was very excited about the possibility that we were going to hit 90 yesterday because I mean it's a record. Yeah. And And I I just it made me really sad because it's only a record because of global warming. Yeah. And and I mean just kind of the disconnect between oh is this exciting we're hitting 90 degrees. I you know I don't look. I feel, I have some. I mean, it's sympath- October, right? I have some sympathy. Look, like you're you're a weather person. Like, what <laughs> you really, don't get many big stories. What really is your exciting? I mean, the only other thing is if you get chosen to be the poor schmuck in the slicker out in the middle of a hurricane. <laughs> like, that's the only other time you're gonna have any fun. Um, I feel like I don't know, but like I, I think instead of being like this is exciting, be like this is terrifying. This is like this is like when things go really wrong and everybody has to turn around and realize. Oh, there's an Arissa person. You know, like it, it doesn't come up all that often. And then, um, but when it does, it's very exciting for yeah. that person. But yeah, there's 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 legal equivalents to that, is what there I'm are. saying. There are, but you know what's been kind of fun this week, also. What has been fun this week, also? <laughs> I love the. You're doing a good job of making this seem like natural conversation instead of. And when a, you're absolutely calling me out for it. Yeah of a plans conversation that we're having. Although, honestly, it wasn't planned as much as these are just things that I want to talk about. Go for it. Well, there have been a bunch of law school students on television this week. Okay. You know, earlier this week, there was a student that was appeared on Wheel of Fortune. Okay. Um, I don't know if you like Wheel of Fortune as much as I do. I mean, Not at all. But you've seen Wheel of Fortune. I have, in fact, seen Wheel of Fortune. Uh Christian Byrne from the University of New Mexico School of Law was on wheel earlier this week. She was not the big winner. Oh. Not the big winner, but she did at one point get the million dollar token. Are you familiar with the million dollar token, how it works on wheel? Yeah, it's kind of a lie, right? Like it's, you Bull can crap. Get, you, it is, no, no, no. Yeah. It, is, it is not, like don't even put it on there. Okay, first of all, even if they only have the teeniest little third of a actual um, 
spoke on the wheel is actually just a million dollars. So it's really, really small chance you're even going to land on it in the first place, first of all. Second of all, you have to be the big winner and get to the game at the, the bonus game at the end. And you can't have gotten a bankrupt any time. Right, if you get any bankrupt in any of the games, you all you lose it's one of those like tokens that you like physically lose if Mm -hmm. you hit your bankruptcy. And then it's not like, okay, well you got to the end. Well then, you know, if you solve the puzzle at the end, which is hard, oh, then you get a million dollars. No, 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 all it means, all it means is that one of the options, like like a one in 64 chance that you could be eligible to win a million dollars. And then don't even put the million dollars on. Like, it's not worth it. Like, maybe they put it on during the, like, who wants to be a millionaire kind of, like, hotness. But at this point, like, it's just a lie. Yeah, I wonder, this is where I I feel like our statistician friends uh, would be more useful. Like, I'd be interested in hearing if somebody can run through the numbers on what the actual odds are of you ending up with a million based on that. Seems super, super low. And I mean, like, generally speaking, I feel like Wheel of Fortune is one of the more generous game shows. Like, all of the contestants get to keep their winnings, not just the big winner, right? So if you win, and the minimum is something like like $1,000, right? Okay. So, like, no matter what, you're getting $1,000 for a half hour of work, even if you literally do no other work, which is not which is fairly nice, right? And, like, you know, if you win $8,000, like, like, Christian did. She got to keep her $8,000. She wasn't a big winner, but she still got 8000 bucks, which is not like yeah. a bad payday. It's pretty nice as far as game shows go. It's better than like Jeopardy, right? Who like, doesn't matter if you come in second by a dollar with $26,000, you're getting $2,000. Yeah, right? I always feel bad for the second and third place Jeopardy yeah. people. I mean, I guess it goes the other way. First, though, is Gets really making it. bank these days. Yeah. Well, but, but I mean, I guess it kind of goes the other way too, right? If you finish with $1 and you're second, you also get $2,000. But I feel like it happens less frequently. But uh, so my point is just that it feels like it's relatively generous as far as the game show market goes. And yet I, I don't even know, like don't even give, don't fake me out with this million dollars. It's not real. And I've yeah. only ever really seen like somebody get to the point where it's even a possibility that they get to spin the mini wheel to maybe land on the million dollar prize like maybe two or three times. Yeah. I think somebody only like actually solved the puzzle then like once as far as my recollection goes. I mean, obviously I don't watch it every day most of the time. Uh, but but my point is like it's already so rare. Like it just seems a little ridiculous to not even like really do it. Like make it another prize. Make it something else that's more fun. Yeah. That you're willing to actually give away. Yeah. No, I mean, okay. I don't really know where to to take that. That doesn't seem well. Game shows, okay. Game shows. I mean, lost yeah. for students. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so in a lot of ways, you're saying this was a metaphor for the experience of law school. She was promised a lot of money, <laughs> and it was ultimately, it's almost impossible to get access to that. And yeah. at the end, she didn't end up with it. Yeah. I mean, well, much. I mean, in fairness, this particular contestant, uh, Christian, she actually hit bankruptcy a couple times, so she didn't even like. And again, she wasn't the big winner, so she didn't even get a chance to play for it. But at one point, she got to pick up the million dollar little card, and that was that's that's a thing she got to do. She had an interview, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, that's the metaphor, basically, kids. Basically, that's the metaphor. So there were other people on TV? Yeah, another game show. Ooh, uh, okay. Ooh. We actually wrote about this a couple of weeks ago because one of the contestants on Survivor this year is a Duke Law School student. Um, ah. Yeah, I And mean, everybody roots for Duke. <laughs> Fair enough. But actually, there's a few other legal personalities on the game, sh- on Survivor this season as well. I think on each tribe, there's currently a personal injury attorney. But Molly was in law school. She's oh, still is. She's a second year law student at Duke. Um, 
And spoiler alert, last night yeah, she mean. got kicked off the show. Oh. Yeah. It was a very dramatic, I don't know if you're a big fan of Survivor anymore. No. Okay, okay. All right. I get it. it's not 2001 anymore. It is not. <laughs> but but I still enjoy I still enjoy the competition reality TV genre. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like it. You're really you're not being nice to me here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's, cool, that's cool. cool cool cool. Yeah. Cool cool. Anyway, Molly got blindsided. Uh she was kind of in league with two other kind of power-ish players. I mean, it's only the second week, right? So, I don't know about power players really fair, but she was had a little alliance going with Jamal and Jack and they kind of thought that they were running the game. Mm, that's and never good. Hubris. Thought, yeah, hubris. They thought that either Endora or Jason was going to get kicked out because they were kind of on the outs or kind of the unpopular kids, whatever. He's a lawyer too. Yeah, he's one of the the two personal injury attorneys that I was talking about, uh, uh, Jason. She thought one of those two would get, would get her little crew was going to, you know, work behind the scenes, except it was not behind the scenes and it was incredibly obvious and made everyone else in the tribe think that she was really a power player and it was better to get a power player out early rather than later and blindside her, which is exactly what happened in her like post, you know, like after you get kicked out, they do like a brief little interview with the person who's just gotten kicked out on the show. And she's like, I am humbled by this. She had no idea it was coming. Her face when, you know, she kind of thought that the two people that she was targeting might vote for her. But when the third vote came, that was when like, she knew everything was kind of all off the rails. And it was kind of fun to watch. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sorry. You just stopped actually engaging with me. I'm not. Mon- I'm not. I'm not Ellie, so I'm not into monologues. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, you're you're doing a fantastic job of it. So, I mean, I prefer not to. I'd prefer to have a conversation. No, I'm. I, I mean, look, it, I mean, you're obviously doing something else. I am. Yeah. What is more important than the actual job we're doing? Researching here? for the show. What yeah. What research are you doing? What do you need to know? Are you researching about Survivor? Uh, no, uh, looking for other, uh, legal people who were on TV, you know, that's all. Well, I mean, last year, one of the big players on Survivor finished towards the top of the pack was also a law school student, War Dog. I don't mm. know if you watched last year's Survivor, but he did really well. Um, but he kind of, it kind of blew up on him at the end before the, the end, the very end of the show, but he did, he did pretty well. He got, you know, so I guess, I don't know, maybe being a lawyer is a good skill for, for being on Survivor. Yeah. So what else is, uh, well, I mean, yeah, I could see how that's a metaphor, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm, and we're just trying to do some sort of connection here. So like. You don't have, I mean, literally, you don't have to have a connection to the law since it's literally a law student. Yeah. Right? Like that's actually things people care about. Like this is like somebody in the industry yeah. is doing a thing and we can talk about it. That's fair. Yeah. No, I hear you. So what what have you been watching on TV this week? Um, not much actually. Um, I guess I was I was thinking of there's another lawyer who's going to be on TV tonight, even though uh, for very different reasons. But uh, we're as we're recording this, we're learning that Gordon Kaplan has been sentenced. He has Gordon yes. Kaplan, as you may know, as a former guest of this show. If you want to go back through the archives, yes, yes. Uh, and not, not not about the reason why he's not kind of not infamous. for the reason he's now infamous, but um, we actually interviewed him uh, a while back about his pro bono work. Yeah, he's a former co-chair of Wilkie Farr. Right. Uh, has an M and A had I guess an M and A practice. He um, ultimately, it turns out, uh, 
varsity blues strikes so many. Uh, yeah. And he was involved in, you know, Alleged, trying to get his yeah, daughter like in. Yeah, he paid money to have a uh, testing coach take his daughter's exam after she finished it, take it to a back room and correct the answers so that she would get a higher score. Yeah. That was that was the actual thing he was convicted of uh, or pled guilty to. And he had asked for no jail time because he's like, my career is over. My life is over. Yeah. I mean, it's it, which is an interesting move and one that so I was a white collar defense attorney uh, writing sentencing memos is a thing that I did with some some regularity. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a large part of it to say, look, you don't need to punish me any further. Justice I've already served. lost all this. Yeah. Uh, I did all these things. On the other hand, there's a question, and I think this was what the prosecutors really honed in on, which is, it's a fine line about like, oh, I do all these nice things, and kind of admitting that only people of a certain level of privilege are in a position to do those sorts of nice things. Sure. You kind of have to have a multi-million dollar M&A practice to then lose a multi-million dollar (laughs) M&A practice and complain about it. Um, You have to... You know, be in a position to do serious and important life-changing pro bono work in order to claim that you've done serious life-changing pro bono work, you know? Yeah. Uh, And at what point does the system take into account that it's putting its thumb on the scales in favor of people in those positions when we view these mitigating circumstances and respect them? Mm -hmm. Uh, The prosecutors wanted several months' worth of jail time. They wanted eight months of jail time. which is actually exceeds the largest sentence that's gotten that's been handed down thus far. Thus far, in thus this far, case. yeah. The 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 shortest was Felicity Huffman, Desperate Housewives. She got fourteen days, and the longest um, two other defendants got four months apiece. So four months has kind of been the 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 high water mark thus far. And Kaplan himself changed at the last minute, kind of started like, making noise that maybe two weeks like Felicity was a yeah, appropriate s- appropriate yeah. sanction. Yeah, he's like, if I have to go to jail. Right. So what ended up happening? One month. One month. One month. It's kind of a split the uh split the baby. Still on the lower answer. end. Yeah, on the lower end. Definitely yeah. on the lower end. Yeah. I mean, it's but it's also one of those issues I mean, we were talking about the levels of privilege problem. Sure. Uh so this all happened in Connecticut, uh, where he's sentenced. And that was Boston. Well, good point. Fair enough. <laughs> so the the case is in Boston, but yes. I mean he's a Connecticut person. Correct. He's in yeah, right. Um, which there's a reason I'm saying Connecticut. So just sure. like you know, so, let it roll. Well, I'm sorry, I just um, didn't want anybody to think that we didn't know what was going that's on. Fair, in the that's fair, that's fair, that's fair. It was Boston prosecutors, that's true. Right. So um, it happened in Boston. Yeah. But this Connecticut resident. Sets up a interesting dichotomy, though, I felt, as, you know, he's getting 14 days for take, or no, a month. He's getting a month for taking steps to kind of fraudulently improve his daughter's college career. Mm-hmm. But Connecticut's the state where a woman received a five-year sentence for enrolling her child in a different school district that she didn't actually live in. And the dichotomy there yeah. of two people attempting to get the best for their kids couldn't really be much starker. Yeah. No, it could not. It could yeah. not be. Could, yeah. No, that is that is a great uh, kind of callback. Yeah. Especially when, you know, big part of his mitigation defense is that, like, I, I'm just being a parent is so hard and it, yeah. I'm just trying to do the best for my kid. Yeah. And the argument, if somebody wanted to be a troll, the argument they would raise is he 
may have been paying to, you know, get past qualifications to get in that were fraudulent, but ultimately he would have paid the school for the kid to go there. And so that's different than a woman who was kind of taking advantage of property taxes she wasn't paying. But even if you want to go down that road, you're kind of a horrible person. You know, like it, <laughs> because because it also speaks to the real troubling ways in which we allow school districts to be unevenly and improperly sure. funded across the country. An absolute disgrace. Without anybody trying at the state level, if not higher up, to demand that there be some sort of eh, frankly, I've always thought I I don't know if it would work, but I, I'm one of those people who thinks that the answer should be running on a you can run on a if you, if you can't get state control and localities don't want to give that up, you can run on a luxury tax model like baseball and just say if it's good enough for the Yankees, it's good <laughs> enough. And just say you can property tax the hell out of your neighborhood and all, but at a point when you're out of step with everybody else, you pay. increasingly yeah. high numbers of your money gets reappropriated and sent other places. And you can keep driving it up as high as you want. Just more and more of it has to go elsewhere. I think that might do Seems something. the bare minimum, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of the bare minimum, and at least it would allow people to still have the illusion of the control that they, for whatever reason, want. Sure. I don't know. But no, that's that was what struck me when I kept seeing, because a lot of the headlines today refer, because amazingly, the head of Wilkie Farr is not a, not a household name outside of the, <laughs> our little universe. So a lot of the mainstream media are referring to Connecticut lawyer, being sentenced, uh, and that's I was wondering what, where you're going, and that, that and that's why it triggered yeah. with me that like you know Connecticut. I remember there being a story about Connecticut, and yeah, and that's how I came to this discussion. I like it. Yeah, so that's neither here nor there. So you have other television appearances. You no. thought this was going to sustain a whole episode, did you? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, ten minutes ago when I got the when I got the call, I was like, "Well, here's some stuff." Yeah, fair enough. Um, here's yeah. some stuff. Yeah. I know. What, what? 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 Can we talk more about Dr. Leon, the lawyer cat? I mean, I'm pretty confident we can always talk about Dr. I mean, Leon. Seriously, though, Leon. I mean, I can absolutely see this as a Disney movie, right? Yeah. Like it's like a poor homeless cat gets right. like shelter from a storm, gets adopted, and then they create an entire like pro bono practice for animals that are also in similar terrible situations. I mean, that I, I'd watch that. Yeah, yeah. I also like that it doesn't have necessarily a romantic subplot, which I kind of like the new trend in Disney movies of not having romantic subplots. Like uh -huh. Moana, uh, even like Frozen had like a minor one, but like it turns out like, you know, the Hans was actually the bad guy. Yeah. And like, you know, it was kind of like one of the initially- Spoiler actually, alert. Well, oh, sure. Yeah, yeah fair, fair. No, fair. Um, no, but like but one of the lines that Elsa has- to Anna, she's like, you've met, you've known him a day, you can't marry him. And yeah. I'm like, yes, thank you, finally. Um, yeah. But I kind of like the, the the kind of newer tradition of there being like a like Inside Out doesn't have any kind of romantic subplots. Like that used to be a thing. Like the only kind of kid movies that there were were like Cinderella, Snow White, very heavy on the romance, which is not super appropriate for a three and five year olds, right? Yeah. Um, and I kind of like the new trend, and I feel like Doctor Leon would very much um fit within that category of the new new Disney. I mean, you don't know his life. 
I suppose I don't. <laughs> I suppose I don't. <laughs> Doc, doctor, I, do know, I do know he was fixed. <laughs> doctor Leon was down there. He was a player before. Oh, he was like a bitty cat. Oh, so yeah. cute. No, but no, but he he has in fact been fixed. So yeah, well. and recovering appropriately. That is that's the other thing that. They, oh, they they shared. They did. They did. His like human representatives have been updating the, his social media accounts on the regs. It's kind of nice to see. Yeah. No. Um. Obviously, obviously, that was a fantastic story for for you. And I mean, it made it, people's day. It, I I mean, I, the best the best fan mail I've gotten or response reader response that I've gotten since I've been at above low is absolutely for that story. Yeah. Cause you know, most of the time people are just the people who decide to write to people on the internet are probably are not a, your fan. Right. Though, you know what you could do if you are listening to this and have questions by all means, uh, oh, yeah. write us <laughs> and, uh, and we can uh, occasionally we'll, we'll see if we can find a situation where we, we can, can go definitely through the mailbag. Do mailbag stuff. And actually I'm going to go one further in particular, if you are law student, current law students who've gone through your early interview process mm-hmm. and are right now weighing a few options as far as offers, that's always a good thing to send us because we're willing to have uh, some conversations, you know, in broad strokes about whether or not one firm versus the other might be a mm-hmm. you know a better fit for what you're after. So Yeah, and you can send any of those queries you might have to tips T I P S at above the law.com. And if you put thinking like a lawyer and or the offer into the subject line, we'll be able to take a look at those and give you our two cents. Oh yeah. We just uh we just named the whole thing, huh? I mean, right, offer. that's I mean yeah. I figured you were thinking of it kind of like a corollary to the decisions that you and Ellie do. Yes. And we've done this before. And unfortunately, it's possible because of the way time lags operate that we won't be able to answer your question before you have to make the offer. Do not put off actually making a decision. Yeah, but but we will try to, and your situation could very well be informative for future future folks who need to go through it. So you would be doing a service. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, all right. It's raining. It is. I don't really want to go out there. Yeah. But I don't think I have much more to say. No, you don't. So (laughs) with all of that said, we will uh, wrap things up a little. See you next week. A little early. Well, I mean, you know, Ellie might be back next week. Hello, 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 hello. Yeah. So with that said, (laughs) thanks for listening to the show. You should be subscribed to it. The best part is that Ellie is not going to listen to this podcast and he's not even going to know. I mean, all this Yeah, he'll have no idea. Yeah. That's kind of amazing. Yeah. It's like behind the scenes, like super shady. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you should be listening to this. You should be giving it reviews and stars and saying nice things. It helps with the algorithm. You should listen to... uh, Catherine's podcast, The Jabot. Uh, you should be reading Above the Law. Follow us on social media. I'm at Joseph Patrice. She's at Catherine One, both on Twitter. You should listen to the offerings of the Legal Talk Network. There are a bevy of podcasts there on all sorts of different different niche interests within the legal field. And so you should check some of those out on the network. And with all that said, I think we're done. And... Uh, Yeah, maybe one of us will end up on TV soon. I don't know. (laughs) If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. You can also find us at AboveTheLaw.com, ATLRedline.com, iTunes, RSS, 
Twitter and Facebook. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.